It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. The Super Bowl of golf is this week in Atlanta. The top 30 compete for $15 million. The ladies compete for pride in Toledo, Ohio, as the Solheim Cup starts tonight. And to put it all into perspective, Mark Canizaro from the New York Post will be here with us. So sit down and relax. The skies are clear, and the pro show is about to take off. Mr. Wade Weezer. Good morning. Howdy, sir. How are you? Fine, fine, fine. How are you? Oh, man. I tell you, I feel like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know, all, all kidding aside. And uh, let's start with a quick PSA for everyone here in the listening area or who's been affected by the rains here in New Jersey and the tornadoes and, and everything else. We wish you the best. Um, the pro show host here has uh, once again received floods you know it, it's yep. uh man i tell you you know wait i know you know some people and and i know plenty of people that have been affected by this once again so we wish you all the best uh as you work your way through this it, it's um it's unbelievable um you know as the rain was and the and the storm was heading our way you know i felt like the last version was biblical Right. You know, I was joking about Noah and the Ark pairing animals on my street, but I mean, this was just unbelievable. I mean, this this was unbelievable. It seems like when this things these things happen, it's it's so hard for them to predict who is getting what. That's the kind of like the worst part of it. You know, I'm mean, not the worst, but you know what I'm saying. The, yeah. Because they know it's coming. They don't know. I, we we were okay, but we very well could have gotten hammered. I mean, literally. So it's about six p.m. And they're saying, oh, there's tornado warnings. Get in your basement. Yep. I got on our phone too. Right. 45 minutes later. Oh, there's flash flood warnings. The tornadoes are over for my area. Just for my area. Right. Uh, Go to your attic. Now, 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 <laughs> now seek high ground. I was like, make up your mind. Exactly. I mean, the kids are running up and downstairs. I'm trying to get the dog. I mean, it's just un- it's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough how great at one point there was like 15 people in my house helping like you know the flood in the basement i mean and uh so you know a big thank you to my neighbors and friends and uh folks you know who you are and uh too numerous to list but the uh i mean just couldn't do without them you know it just uh the water just kept coming in and um you know it's obviously people would say you know keith hire an excavator or something or, you know, change the grade, but we're working on it. You know yeah, I mean? I this mean, was like seven days apart. You can't just you know? do that overnight. Those guys are a little busy right now too. Yeah. Get a shovel. Yeah. Go dig. Oh man. You know, I mean, so the local news is just, uh, it's just unbelievable. And uh, speaking of local news, we've got a cool guy and uh, we had him last year around this time to sum up the PGA tour season. And that's okay. the New York post's pundit, Mr. Mark Canazaro. He writes about football and a lot of other different sports, but he's certainly the go-to guy. For golf here in the New York City area. He also wrote a book, Seven Days in Augusta. It's great stuff, talking about the 2019 Masters. So we're going to have him this afternoon. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics to sum up this PGA Tour season, which uh, has been going on for what seems like forever. Um, A lot longer than the rain, but uh, 
we can get to the tour championship, which is taking place down in Atlanta. And there's a couple cool storylines going on down there. But first and foremost, they're competing for $15 million and they have this staggered start. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, then the gentleman who has the best two playoff rounds after rounds one at the Northern Trust here in Jersey and the BMW down in Baltimore last week. Uh, that gentleman's Patrick Cantley, but he had earned the most points in those two rounds. So he starts at 10 under par, which is kind of confusing to the average golf fan, which I think is the number one reason why the PGA Tour shouldn't do it. But we'll get into that with Mark, you know. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that uh, he started the day at 10 under and it counts down back from there all the way to through the top 30. And uh, Cantley shot a little 67 yesterday in the first round. So he goes from 10 to 13. But, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, John Rahm will not sit back and take the staggered scoring for the third playoff round in a row. This guy comes out and shoots the low first round. So if you're into that betting sort of thing for round ones, I mean, John Rahm is a good starter. Yeah, you, you know, there's he, he probably wishes he was a better closer. Sure, but I mean, the guy's a good starter. Uh, he had the low round at the Northern Trust first round. He had the low r- first round at the BMW, and of course now he has the low round here. Uh, he shot 65, which does not put him in the lead, but he started four behind Cantley, so he he's got to he's got to do these things in order to get to that 15 million. Which, you know, at the end of the day. The 1.1 million he lost out for having to withdraw due to COVID from the memorial when he had a six-shot lead going into Sunday, I think the 15 million would make up for it. What do you think, Wade? Yeah, I think it would probably make his day a little better. That'll cover it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, the other low first round of the 15 day. 15 million would make your week better too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody somebody said, well, they don't pay it all at once. I go with, but they do pay it. Yeah, right. You know, the guy makes like seven, eight million dollars a year just playing golf to begin with. Right. I mean, if if I were him, I would say, hey, go invest it, give it to me in twenty years. It's Absolute, still fifteen million. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you could give me. I I take my chances if you told me I could have fifteen million in in twenty years. I'd rather have it spread out. I don't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to future me. I don't. Yeah. I, you have to future you. That's great. Oh man, I would love to see the line on that. On that in Vegas, the futures on Wade Weezer and the 15 million spend. So speaking of low first rounds, uh, the tie for the low first round yesterday with 65 was Billy Horschel, which is a big deal because he's fighting for one of these six captains picks that are going to be decided on Monday after the tour championship is completed. So that's that's a huge storyline there and one we're going to follow and definitely we're also going to dive into um, as I foreshadow some of the topics that we're going to go over with Mark today. Um, One of the things that we may or may not get to with Mark is there's a big event out in Toledo, Ohio this week. I alluded to this in the opening and that is the Solheim Cup which is the ladies' international match play competition, similar to the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup. And it's taking place at the Inverness Club out there in Toledo. And the the ladies, again, are being super savvy in the way that they put out their content. Yeah. And here's what I mean by this. The competition takes advantage of Labor Day weekend where the men will complete on Sunday. The ladies are going to go all the way to Monday. So they're doing the opening ceremonies tonight, which is Friday. And then they are going to do first round, you know, the first set of matches on Saturday, then Sunday, then the singles on Monday. Um, again, similar format to like a Ryder Cup, et cetera. Uh, Saturday a.m. foursomes. PM four ball Sunday AM foursomes PM four ball Monday all twelve singles matches uh, you can find it on Golf Channel and NBC there's a variety of different times um, 
you know, I just don't have the time to explain all the different iterations. I could tell you it's not on Peacock, which is a good thing. And um, I remember anyhow. Yes. But uh, you could definitely go online and check the Solheim Cup website and see all the TV listings, which, you know, at the end of the day, this competition equal to that of the Ryder Cup, it's not even like a primer for it. It is it's truly going to be as as tightly contested and as as emotionally charged mm-hmm. as the Ryder Cup. And there'll be you know an equal amount of fans. I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be really cool this weekend. And we've got a lot going on. I know college football starts with some big games this weekend, but we don't have the NFL. We've got a 15 million dollar tour championship. Come Monday, if you don't get to the ladies over the weekend, come Monday, you still got a day off for Labor Day. Yeah. And, you know, you're probably if you're like me, you're just moving fans around your basement. So (laughs) put the Solheim Cup on, watch the 12 ladies or the 12 singles matches, the 24 ladies compete, go toe to toe. I mean, it's I I think they have some things up their sleeve in order to make it truly entertaining and um, with respect to the game, but to make it truly entertaining and to make it just just a fantastic exhibition for the game and you know people have been waiting for these things you know they've been delayed because of covid and and everything else that's going on and we have them now and in the next month we have these two matches that are just going to be unbelievable i mean three weeks from today starts the Ryder cup Mm -hmm. and uh we got some fun stuff lined up for that just oh really leading up to it oh yes yes etc yes I, I think I've teased about nine different things in <laughs> this, okay. in this first segment. Yes, it's it's very good. Now, um, one other thing I wanted to touch upon, which is near and dear to my heart, is, and that they do every year at the Tour Championship the week of, is that they award the Payne Stewart Award. Okay. Okay. Now, this is for a PGA Tour player who has exemplified the characteristics of Payne Stewart, which is a lot about community and charity and thinking about the big picture, not just playing golf and collecting checks. Right. So um, to give you an idea, you you know, you're, you're thinking more along the lines of the gentleman by the name of Justin Rose, Mm -hmm. who was awarded this year versus maybe Bryson and Brooks. Got it. But you never know, you know, Sure, sure. Brooks does have a charity match coming up next week in New Jersey, but uh, we'll get into that more next week. But, at the end of the day, they had a wonderful ceremony the other night. Uh, they've been giving out this award since 2000. The first year they gave it out to uh, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Byron Nelson. What a way to kick it off. But this is the 21st iteration of it. And Justin Rose was the Payne Stewart Award winner the other night. And they had just a wonderful, wonderful ceremony. And, you know, it takes me back because when I look at the audience and I see Tracy Stewart, his wife, and I see Chelsea, his daughter, and I see Aaron, his son, um, you know, first of all, Aaron looks just like his dad. Really? You know, and it, you know, it kind of makes me a little bit emotional because, you know, my history going back to Isleworth, I spent a lot of time with Aaron Stewart right after uh, his father passed away so tragically in the plane, you know, dry or flying to the tour championship. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you want to talk about just an unbelievable year. I mean, Payne Stewart had won the U.S. Open that summer. He had just won the Ryder Cup. I mean, there's a lot of similarities that we draw in every kind of year that it's like, wow, could you imagine what that family was going through? And then for them to, to do this alongside the PGA Tour and the Southern Company to put this award together every year to try to really, you know, it's kind of like the Walter Payton Award Mm -hmm. in football. Um, It's really a meaningful thing. And you look at the list of people that have won it. um, It's, you know, Hale Irwin, 
our friend, I mean, some, some other just extraordinary people have won this award. And uh, it takes me back to, you know, people all the time, they say, you know, when you were back at Alworth, did you ever meet Payne? And you know what? Of course I did on, on several occasions. And uh, I've been known, um, Wade, I don't know if you know this, but I've been known to sometimes, uh, you know, run my mouth a little bit. Did not know that. Yeah. You know, it's like I only. I was o- not aware. I only opened my mouth to change feet. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so um, I get the job at Isleworth back in the fall of 98. And uh, I'm there. And, you know, a lot of times the athletes, especially specifically the golfers, are in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there because they they go to the West Coast tour for like six weeks and then they're back. So you see these guys and gals randomly that, you know, compete on tour that live there. And I get there and I'm wearing my my name badge and it says Keith Stewart. And one of the members comes up to me and they said, oh, Keith Stewart. They say, are you related to pain? And I said, well, yeah, he's my uncle. You know, I just I you know, I mean, I was so naive to think that, like, I'll never see that guy. He's Payne Stewart. He won't be around. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, next thing I know, like a week later, I like I see the guy. He's in town. I see him every day. I'm like, oh, this is good. This this is going to go good. Right. Right. But fortunately, I hadn't seen the member that I had said that to uh, since that day. So I was like, you know, we're just going to let that one. We're going to let that one slide. Right, Wade? We're going to let it slide, right? Try yeah. to. Sure yes. enough, yeah. Try so, to. you know, I'm working down there about a month in or so, and uh, it's um, I got to run something out to the golf course. Uh, somebody called in, and they said, hey, we need drinks and food and stuff like that on the golf course, and that was something that we did, you know, at a high level of five-star service. At Isleworth, we would just, you know, you'd, you'd, sure. you'd grab the food and the beverages and whatever people needed, and I'd go out. So I go out to the Sixum, and uh, sure enough, who's in the group but... The, Your the, uncle. Well, my uncle's there. Yeah, he's there. And of course, um, the other person in the group that's there that, you know, again. The member? <laughs> the member. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, my, my stupidity knows no bounds there, Mr. Wade Weezer. So uh, I go over and I'm like trying to play like really low key, like almost like I'm in like a Jason Bourne movie. Right. Like I'm pulling my hat down. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, like, all right, I'm just delivering these things. There's Sun, nothing to see sunglasses. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and uh, sure enough. The, the member turns to me. He's like, hey, it's Keith. <laughs> so he yells across the fairway, Payne, look, it's your nephew. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, all right, this is this is really this is not this is just about as bad as it can be. Right. So he looks over at me and then he kind of gives me that like confused dog look. Right. You know, like when the dog look when you're telling the dog to do something and they tilt their head about 10 degrees to the right and they're yep. like looking at you. And uh, so, yeah, so she walks across the fairway just straight at me. Mm-hmm. So I stand there. I go, all right, take it like a man. Sure, Keith Stewart, sure, just, sure. just take take Own it like. It. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be embarrassing, but what are you going to do? He walks over. He looks at me. He keeps looking at me. He looks. He comes over. He puts his arm around me. He goes, he goes, hey, how's my brother doing? <laughs> Your dad. I said, he's, he's doing great. I said, uh, he said, that's good. That's good. And then he kind of gave me like a kind of like a guy hug or whatever. Sure. And he leans in and he goes, you owe me. <laughs> That's right. And then he walks away. He just walks away. And, and, and we talked a bunch later after right. that. I got to know him very, very well. But um, the, the funny part about the whole story is that <laughs> none of the guys that were playing with him right. must have known pain that well. Because he only has two sisters. Right. So they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't even know. That's They didn't even know. So in a way, you know more than they did. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. I mean, you know what? Uh, 
what he does for the community and everything. I'm so happy that his family still plays an active role and the PGA Tour supports everything that he did. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely reminds me of one of our major sponsors here of the show. And you know who that is there, Mr. Wade Weezer. That's yes, the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Wow. A couple stories there in the first run. Love it. It's like 3.17 p.m. here in New York, folks. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with Mark Canazaro from the New York Post. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when it comes to clearing it out. Y'all take care of business. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe well, Jenkins, team Mark, of me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. The 51-week, 50-tournament, six-major championship 2020-2021 PGA Tour season is just about over. And probably no one is happier than our guest, except maybe Will Zalatoris. But before we move on, there's $15 million going to someone this weekend. Together with the New York Post's Mark Cannizzaro, let's try and figure out who will take the money and run. All right, it's Friday afternoon here in New York. And nobody better to spend it with than the New York Post's Mark Canizzaro. Mark, welcome to the Pro Show. Thanks for joining me. 
Thank you for having me, Keith. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I, um, I'm pretty fired up because there's been so much going on this year, and we're at that point at the Super Bowl of golf, the Tour Championship, where we get to do a little bit of a recap. And if I remember correctly, we spoke about a year ago and did the same thing, so I'm, I'm loving this little tradition we have. Uh, I'm enjoying it, too. I, I don't remember what I said a year ago, so hopefully some of my predictions uh, ended up being spot on and not completely far off. But fortunately, we don't have the tape of that right now. So we're just going to pretend that I got everything I got everything right last year. Uh, you and I were both. I, I checked the tape. We were both ninety percent right. We, you know, we were we were all good. So it, it's uh, we we can do the same exact thing this year and have just as much fun. Now, talking about stories and predictions, right? There's a lot going on this week down there in Atlanta. What is the biggest story this week? Is it the fifteen million, the staggered scoring, Stricker's picks? What do you think? Well, I mean, the 50, it's funny, you know, we, the 15 million, when you think about it, is it's such a staggering number, but these guys are playing for so much money now, Keith. It, it's, I remember when it first was the 10 million, it was the, was the original number, right, when they first started the FedEx Cup yeah. playoffs, and, and, you know, just the thought of having $10 million, but then you, it, it's like every other sport now with these contracts that, you know, I cover a lot of football, for example, and some of these contracts these guys are getting, you know, you know, $50 million guaranteed, things like that. It almost becomes watered down. The, 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 you know, even, I mean, not to, not to say that 15 million is watered down, but we, we kind of, our eyes glaze over after a while because these guys are making so much money and the, and, and the, in golf in particular, they're playing for so much money. So I don't really know that the 15 million, you know, I know that originally was, you know, the, the pot of gold at the end of the, uh, at the end of the playoffs, you know, that was kind of the way it was designed. Uh, and obviously it's a, you know, it's phenomenal, but I, I don't know that that's the, the lead story. I, I, I honestly think to be honest with you, this time of year and not to take anything away from the tour championship itself, but we're, we're all kind of looking toward the Ryder cup, you know, and this la this final jockeying for position for strikers, you know, captain's picks, to me, that's what that ha that's what has me most interested. Like, just for example, you know, one guy who is on the bubble, who's had a fantastic year, and not necessarily a guy that you, you know, you think is going to be some sort of Ryder Cup stalwart. You know, keeps putting himself in front of Stricker, and 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 that you know. Uh, I just completely felt like a brain freeze on the guy's name, but go ahead. It's certainly the Ryder Cup is is something we want to dive into, right? But while we stick to this tour championship, let's discuss for a second. Back in 2019, they started with this staggered scoring, and it still has a lot of people um, uptight. You know that that this is not the best way to finish off the season. So I want to dive in there with you a little bit because you follow the tour week in and week out, and you have since 2019. Well, for many many years, but like you know, we keep coming to this reoccurring theme at the Tour Championship that they have this staggered scoring start. Um, do you think that at some point they're going to they're going to keep running with this the PGA Tour because they kind of do their own thing, or do you feel like? that we're finally going to reach a point where maybe we go back to regular scoring for the tour championship or maybe a different format. Well, I think, and by the way, Harris English is the guy I was, I was trying to think of as you're asking a question. I still apologize, but he had a really, he had a really good round in the first, in the first round down Atlanta. And he's a guy that's, you know, that's putting himself, but we can get back to the Ryder cup in a minute. The stagger, the stagger story thing is weird, Keith, because they're, they're, every year they you know they tweak these this thing they've been tweaking it since they started it trying to figure out what's the most fair way to go and right now if you're looking at the staggered scoring format uh, 
it's kind of unfair to a guy like Colin Morikawa, who has been, you know, the head and shoulders leader for much of the year, and but he's had a not a very good last few weeks, so he's now fallen down the ladder a little bit um, in terms of you know uh, his starting position at the Tour Championship. So all of a sudden, the guy that's been, you know, that leading the points and 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 kind of at the at the top all year is penalized because he's had a couple of you know so-so to not very good weeks leading into the tour championship so there's a flaw there that i see but i do understand why they do the stagger scoring but i i don't know i i don't i i cannot tell you that i have, a, I have the proper answer because this has always been a complicated system and and the tour has tried to tweak it and make it better uh but i have yet to see a format that's completely sound and fair to all if that makes any sense and and, and in this case i'm just bringing up it really isn't fair to a guy like Morikawa, who is, you know, kind of at the top all year. It's almost like in baseball, you know, if you got a, you know, the Yankees are at, you know, at the top of the American League East, you know, for the entire year, and they have a couple of bad weeks, and and then, you know, it's it's it it it, it the, the rules change, and all of a sudden their seating is 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 instead of one is like four or five or something like that. So I, I don't, it, it's not a really good system uh, to me. I think I would rather just see regular scoring if you're asking me what I'd prefer. I just think that's probably the better way to go. Well, it's funny. You know, what really kind of piqued my interest this week was that Cantley, who stands to be in the best position of anybody to win the 15 million, and he got the most shots, he was one that said, you know, I don't necessarily agree with it. And, I, and I'm with you. I was going to use Morikawa as an example. I mean, it makes perfect sense. He was the FedEx Cup points leader for the entire season, which we've known as this been this epic long season with 50 tournaments, right? And he starts seven shots behind, which means he, he literally has no chance. I mean, you look at Rom yesterday. He shoots 65, and he's still two behind because Cantley shot three under because he started four back. I mean, and, and when we say all of this, you and I are golf aficionados, not, not only just in the storylines but in the lingo. The average golf fan has got to be really confused as to why – there's there's all of this discussion going on. I'm not sure that that really helps things. But, you know, I want to get back to and folks, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Mark Canazar from The New York Post. And we're trying to recap this epic PGA Tour season that had 50 plus tournaments and six major championships and Olympics, all sorts of things. You know, it seems like the guys themselves are tired at this point in the year. I mean, how tired are you from covering golf for all year? Well, listen, I'm a golf junkie, and as you are, so I mean, I, I, I'm not tired, uh, but I do understand, like, you know, Rory McIlroy leading into this week, for example, uh, the Tour Championship week, was very, you know, Rory always, you know, speaks right from the heart, and, uh, you know, he, he, you know, because it's funny, for these, for these golfers to say they're tired, you know, the regular person that's got a regular job that's grinding it out, you know, whether they're, you know, it's an hourly wage or whatever it is, they're not going to feel sorry for these these multi-millionaire golfers right but Rory was honest and just saying you know that mentally he's just kind of exhausted from the year and uh um and you know you just referenced all the tournaments and 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 it was an Olympic year and and there's just so much stuff going on and uh so yeah I mean listen even though these guys are pampered millionaires um that doesn't mean they can't get mentally exhausted you know and 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 that's kind of where a lot of these guys are at right now and uh you know, so yeah, I, I, they all, you know, they all looking forward to a break, but at the same time, you know, it's a, it's it's an individual sport. They're all independent contractors. They can take kind of whatever time they want off. They they decide which tournament they want to play and which not. Uh, obviously, the stretch we're in right now is a stretch of tournaments. You know, if you want to 
get the big prize at the end of the rainbow. Uh, you got to play all these tournaments if you're even uh, qualified for them. So, uh, but yeah, it's you know they'll, they'll get time to reboot. Um, you know, the guys that aren't in the Ryder Cup uh, will reboot right after the Tour Championship this weekend, and uh, the guys that are in the Ryder Cup will will you know pound it out for another few more weeks, and then they'll take they'll they'll get their time off. I don't really feel sorry for them, but I do understand how. Yes, it can be it can be taxing. Now, September is a weird time of year to try to recap things. You know, we're used to doing that these end of the year shows in December, but truly it is the end of the season. So there's been a lot of ebbs and flows to the year, as there is with any PGA Tour season, especially one that you know goes for 51 weeks. In your opinion, do you have a word or two or what was the theme this year you think that really resonated throughout the entire season? I don't know. It's a good question, Keith. I, I don't. There's there's so many great stories that have have jumped up in front of us. Uh, you know, I mean, Phil Mickelson's year to me is fascinating. I mean, he's done nothing other than that that magical week in Kiwa Island, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it was like a bolt of lightning that week for you know for him at age fifty fifty one, and. Uh, and it was an incredible week. I was, you know, I'm privileged to be there covering it. Um, and you would have thought after that, this guy was going to be a lock to be on the Ryder Cup team, right? He's, he's played every every team event since 1995. Nobody, nobody's played more than him in, in, in golf. Uh, and uh, team events, I should say. And yet, here he is, you know, he's, a, he's, he's now an assistant captain because he just hasn't played well since, you know, before or since that. So that that's fascinating to me. I think Rom breaking through with his first major was, you know, at, at, you know, was was incredible. Uh, you know, I, I Bryson DeChambeau to me is just constantly a story, whether he's whether he's dominating or whether he's, you know, got all the extracurricular nonsense that you know uh, off the golf course stuff that that, that seems to surround him. Uh, he's constantly a story. I don't know that there is one theme to the year. I mean, I think if I'm throwing a theme out there, there's been a lot of crazy good stories that have kind of just jumped up in front of us. You know, the Mickelson win, you know, uh, you know, Rom's Rom's U S open win, you know, Morikawa now with, 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 you know, the first guy to, you know, be a first time major champion, you know, in the the first times he's played in them now, you know, with, with the PGA and the British open. So, there's just so much cool stuff that took place. I think if there's a theme, it just really, it's how deep the sport is. I mean, in terms of, you know, there's just, we just talked about Cantley. Cantley's been a solid, really good year. Really solid, really good couple, few years, right? But he has not really, he hasn't won a major yet. Um, but now all of a sudden he's in front of us. He, he, he takes down DeChambeau last week, you know, in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, Kays Valley. You know, there's just the game is so deep, and and uh, there's just so many good. St- you, you mentioned Will Zalatoris at the beginning of this of this. You know, in your in your intro, I mean, what an amazing story that kid is, right? And and, and you know, who knows what his future is going to be? You know, as we step forward here. So, I just think maybe if there's any theme, it's just how deep the sport is with amazing talent, and 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 more new talent pops up. It seems like every month. And, uh, you know, no one guy really dominated for this year. You know, I mean, you know, Morikawa had it going for a while. It's cyclical golf, obviously. I mean, geez, it, was, it wasn't long ago we didn't think Brooks Kepka was going to ever lose a golf tournament, right? Before sure. that, we didn't think that DJ was going to lose another tournament. 
and uh, it just kind of goes in, in cycles. And uh, right now we're kind of in the Patrick Cantlay cycle, you know? Yeah. Well, Mark, it's pretty amazing that you went through all that. You didn't mention Spieth and his comeback. You didn't mention Finau, right? And and his first win that seemed like he was on the precipice of doing for forever there. Yep. Um, you know, Cantley, not only did he, he did he beat Bryson in a final round, but he beat Morikawa back at the Memorial. He beat JT and yep. Rom back last fall in a final round. You know, for, for his, you know, those are his three wins. That's who he beat this year. JT yep. and Rom in one, Morikawa another. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then one of the things that I wanted to touch on with you was that in the last two months, We've had eight playoffs on tour involving 27 different players uh, for a total of 34 holes. And if you count the Olympics, we're on five in a row. You know, the Olympics, the WGC, the Wyndham, the Northern Trust, and the BMW, right? I mean... Travel, we, travelers, too. You know, I, I was at the Travelers. I covered that that tournament up there. That was eight playoff holes. I mean... With Harris English winning. I mean, it was it is it is phenomenal. I mean, what, what's taking place? It's kind of unprecedented because I don't recall ever seeing this much playoff golf. Well, I tell you what, you know what? There's so much for us to get into, and unfortunately, I got to take a quick break. You know, you know the way the radio world works with sponsors and such. But we're gonna get back, and we're gonna touch a little bit more on this PGA Tour season because, as you can tell, folks, there's just so much to talk about. So, up next, more with the New York Post's pundit Mark Canazzaro. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Today's interview is brought to you by Summit Golf Brands. Golf's coolest company offers everything you need to look great while you play your best. As the weather starts to turn, you have to be prepared for on and off the course. Take a look at the award-winning zero-restriction line of active and outerwear. Yes, ladies, they offer yoga pants and city windbreakers. The Urban Wind Jacket will have your friends asking where you got it. Guys, if you want that cool off-the-course look on the links, try the new Champ Hoodie. It's a hybrid wind jacket with ultra-soft sleeves and lining. You can immediately tell Summit believes in creating products that people really want. Right now, Zero Restriction is offering an exclusive 25% off discount with code STUART25! So run, don't walk to that computer, and head to ZeroRestriction.com for all your cool golf and lifestyle gear needs. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. You know, this week, there's more than just a FedEx Cup title up for grabs. There's six Ryder Cup spots available as well. Let's dive into the back nine with Mark, but first, a catchy tune from one of Ithaca's other famous people. Run away with me. Lost All right, Mark, welcome back to the show. Let's get to your man. The discussion has got to get quickly here to the Ryder Cup six that are going to come out of this weekend. So we'll start with Harris English. I want to get back to where we were earlier um, and figure out 
if he is in, should he be in? Talk to me here. I think he should be in, and uh, I just think he's done enough this year to be in. It's funny, you know, it's almost kind of ironic that I couldn't remember his, you know, I, I, I had Isaiah for locked on his name because he's that kind of guy, you know, no offense, but he's kind of a quiet, milk toast kind of guy, not a guy that generates a lot of fan interest, for lack of a better way to put it. And, uh, so it was kind of I was I thought it was kind of fitting that I that I, I couldn't come up with his name because he was a guy that, he, that I was I was referencing who was had a really 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 good year, multiple winner, is um, playing really well right now. Uh, you know, and as I said, you know, first round of the Tour Championship, uh, he had a really good round. So he's absolutely just forcing himself into 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 Stricker's radar. Uh, so I think you know right now he's tenth on the list. I think it would be insulting if Stricker did not pick him, and I think he will pick him. So I'm with you there. I'm definitely with the Harris English being on the team, and and the three before him, which are Finau, Xander Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth. You know, that's that's seven through ten. Are you good with all four of those being on there? I absolutely am. I mean, you can't you know you can't leave Finau off after what he just did at Northern Trust. Shoffley is a bulldog. Uh, he's had a terrific year. Uh, obviously, gold medal winner at the Olympics, what else needs to be said? And as you referenced too before, Spieth, you know, I did leave out. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the guys that I, did, I didn't talk about. That just kind of was really, as you were talking about that, when you mentioned that I hadn't mentioned Spieth and Finau and, and a couple of other guys like Shoffley, that like drives home my point that I was trying to make about the theme of this year, just how deep and this, this game is with, with amazing talents. So... I do think Shoffley and Spieth are definitely in. You know, an, an interesting guy right now, I think that's right on that bubble is Reed Keith because he obviously is coming off some some health issues uh, with some. I think it was pneumonia. He had some uh, in, uh, and he was in the hospital for a little bit. Um, so I think you know the guys to me. You know, Daniel Berger is another guy. Now, is Berger in? Is he out? He's 11th on the list right now, uh, or is 12th on the list right now? I should say. He hasn't really done a lot lately, right? He, he played well earlier in the year, but hasn't done a lot lately. And a lot of times these, these Ryder Cup picks are based very much on, you know, what have he done lately? So I think he is an interesting case right now. So let's, um, yeah, let's go there for a second, because do you, how much do you think the Tour Championship play, and maybe the BMW or just the playoffs in general, but, but really specifically this weekend, will weigh on Captain Stricker because you take a guy like Horschel, who's 17th on the list and is certainly a tremendous match play player. He's got to play the Walker Cups. I mean, the guy's he's won a FedEx Cup in his career. He shoots 65 yesterday, ties for the low round with Rom, And then you got somebody like Daniel Berger, who's 12th on the list, and he shot 72 yesterday. So, And then you have Reed's health. I mean, this thing is – I don't envy Steve Stricker. Yeah, it, listen, it's uh, – it, First of all, I, I absolutely believe any captain is going to pick the hot player right now. I mean, if, if it's if it's a 50-50 between, you know, just take two guys. If it's 50-50 between Berger, you know, and Horschel, just taking those two guys, well, I mean, I'm going to take the guy. I'm going to take, you know, if Horschel goes and has another, you know, rest of a, of a good tour championship and Berger doesn't, how are you not going to pick Horschel over, over Berger, right? So, yeah, I, if I'm the captain, you got to pick the hottest guys right now. I don't care what they did earlier in the year. That's not to say earlier in the year shouldn't shouldn't weigh in because it has to. But if I'm 
getting down to those last couple of picks, Keith. I'm picking the guys that are hot right now. Now, if we're now, let's pretend for a second you and I are just sitting in the bar, you know, grabbing a beer, and we're going back and forth, and we're having a little, you know, um, conversation about this. Then I argue, I say, well, what about Reed? Reed hasn't been playing lately, but if you look at his history in Ryder Cups, you you got to have Captain America there, right? I mean, how does I mean this thing is like it's it's really a mess at the end of the day because you don't know how Reed's health is, but yet. The Ryder Cup's not till three weeks from today. He could get really healthy in three weeks. Um, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Kokrak, they both shot 67 yesterday. Uh, we know the four guys we think are in his captain's picks, but if he had to pick two people out of that rest of that mess, who's Mark Cannizzaro taking? Well, so we're so we're keeping Finau, Shoffley, Spieth, English. Okay, that's 10 right there. Yeah, two more. I, I think... I think that Reed's going to be in. I do. Ooh. Uh, I do think Reed's going to be in, and I got a weird feeling that Scotty Scheffler is going to be the last pick. I, he's just kind of one of these bulldog guys. I know he hasn't won, which is an issue, but boy, he's been playing really well for for about a couple of years now. He's just been knocking on the door, and he is kind of that seems to have a good kind of uh, demeanor. Uh, for a Ryder Cup, and I think like Harris English, I think does too. Yeah, I mean, I think a flat line demeanor, a guy that doesn't get too affected, can be very, very effective. Uh, you know, the same way that a guy like Reed, who's very fiery, can be. You know, and I think Scheffler is that kind of guy. So if I, I this, that's a, just a hunch to me, because you know Webb Simpson is a guy that's sitting there at 13 who has a lot of Ryder Cup experience, but he hasn't necessarily been an extremely good Ryder Cup player at times either. Well, Webb's, so, Webb's not at the Tour Championship, so see you later, Webb, right? You have to play this week, right? You know, I'm with you on Scheffler. I mean, Scheffler was the runner-up at the WGC match play this year. So you take the 64 best players in the world, and that guy made it to second place. And he's playing really well right now, and we need new blood on the team there's no doubt that that guy's a world-class player. I, I, I'm all for him. I, if, if you have to choose Scheffler over, let's say, Berger or Kokrak or Burns or Horschel, I go Scheffler all day. So I, I, agree, I agree with you there. And now we put this team together, Mark, right? And folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mark Canizzaro, author of Seven Days in Augusta and from the New York Post. We have this amazing USA Ryder Cup team. I mean, 10 of the guys are ranked top 14 in the world, in the official world golf rankings. So how do we not win? (laughs) We can ask that question for the last, you know, 10 out of the last 12 Ryder Cups probably, Keith. I mean, almost every year we're, you know, the on-paper favorites in the U.S. is. But, you know, you you just mentioned it right there. Do you not think that the Europeans are going to be absolutely – they are going to be lapping up the underdog status. Right now, we've the U.S. in the last couple times around has kind of tried to make itself the underdog because we've lost so many of them, you know, out of the last number in the last couple few dec- couple decades. But it's impossible for the U.S. to even suggest that it's a an underdog, even though Europe has dominated us in this in this competition. So Europe is going to be, I mean, all the pressures on the U.S. And you know, not only that, but it's you know the competitions in the U.S. Um, I do think the U.S. is going to win this time around. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, too. 
with the travel restrictions, I'm just curious. I mean, what kind of European support is going to be at Whistling Straits compared to usual? Because the Europe, you know, the Europeans travel. They're, they're tremendous travelers. And I don't really know, technically speaking, what the whole, you know, I'm sure there's going to be quarantine issues and stuff and what the travel restrictions are. So I wonder, you know, if that European, um, you know, uh, just the, the spirit of European support that is always there, even on U.S. soil, is going to be the same. It will have the same kind of vibe at, at, at this year at Whistling Straits as it usually does. And how much of a factor maybe that will, that may be. You know, I, I had a list of things that I thought would help us win. Pairings is one. Course setup is another. And you can dive into all of these, right? But I hadn't thought of travel restrictions for the European fans because you're right. I just assumed there'd be a, a ton of European contingents there with their ole, 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 right? Um, you know, I even had a li- on my list, you know, does Tiger zoom in on Saturday night and give them an inspirational speech or, or does he fly up and does he, does he walk in the room? I mean, just him walking in the room, he wouldn't have to say a word, would have those guys ready to run through a wall. I mean, there's a million things you can do. Eight of the top yeah. ten guys in the official world golf ranking are Americans. I mean, how do we win? You know, how is that even a question? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, well, it is. It, it is amazing that it's a question, and and uh, you know, but it, you know, this is not the first time we we've encountered this kind of lopsidedness in terms of the uh, you know in terms of the rankings. You know, very often it's this way. I think it's a little bit more lopsided right now than it has been. But uh, you know, you mentioned the Tiger thing is interesting. I did read a report the other day that I guess. Somebody must have asked Stricker, uh, you know, leading into the Tour Championship about Tiger, and apparently he's, you know, Stricker said Tiger's just not really well enough to travel yet. Would not surprise me to see him on a Zoom. That's a pretty good, pretty good call on your part. Maybe on a big screen with the guys in the team room. Uh, I, I, in some way, shape, or form, Tiger will be heard from. Whether it's just texting guys, whether Stricker gets him up on a Zoom on a big screen or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean. How about this scenario? I mean, just say Tiger is well enough to travel, you know, to get up there. And the U.S. is down, you know, on Saturday night going into singles. And somehow Stricker convinces his good buddy Tiger to to fly up in his his private jet and turn up in the team room and, you know, for a little pep talk. I mean, you know, Tiger's not really the pep talk kind of guy. I mean, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but... But how amazing would that be? Almost kind of like the Ben Crenshaw, you know, I, I believe moment, you know, at, at Brookline, uh, you know, and then the U.S. goes out and, and rips up the singles on Sunday. That'd be kind of a fun scenario for uh, for people like me that like to write about these things. You know, he, he definitely isn't one, I'm sure, for rah-rah speeches. You know, he's no Gene Hackman from Hoosiers. But, you know, at the end of the day, if that guy came out on crutches on the first tee on Sunday morning, I mean – the the world would be on fire and if i was a european i'd be thinking about it there's no doubt about that you know and you mentioned there you know that's a pretty good call well you know what mark this has been a really good call i can't thank you enough for coming out on the pro show but before you go i want to know who's your pick to win the 15 million this weekend Ooh, i tell you what the guy that's been most consistent i think has been has been really all year has been rom and i know he's you know he's just a couple behind after the first round I, you know, he's just playing. He, I think he's just been mowing everything down in, in, in his in his wake, you know, in, in his sight right now, I should say. And uh, I think he's going to end up on top by the end of the weekend. Well, you know what? It's been a year of redemption. Spieth, Finau, and so many others on both tours. So I'm with you. I think Rom, after the incident at Memorial, he comes back, takes the 15 million. I'm right there with you in lockstep.
Should be a good weekend, Keith. Take care, and I can't thank you enough for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Keith. Take it easy. All right, folks, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. here. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So you got to wait. It's 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm Keith Stewart. You know me as Director of Fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. Now, if you want to hear Mark and I recap the year again, go to the podcast tonight on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. When you get there, subscribe and then maybe send it to a friend. You know what? The show's about to grow, so stay connected through social media at KJStewartDOF. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us and listen anywhere when you stream us through 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button. My grandpa, see your grandma, sitting by the fire. My grandma, see your grandpa. You know, Wade, I hear this song is popular with the kids these days on, like, uh, TikTok. Is you it? Know? Yeah, the radio, etc. Um, could you imagine Deadheads on TikTok? <laughs> I, I could. Yeah, that would be something. Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, yes. Is it Jerry and the Boys. Is it this version that's popular on TikTok? Oh, of course not. Okay, it's, I was going to say, some, there's quite a few different versions of this. It's some uh, d- uh, remix. Hit the remix. Yeah. <laughs> remix. Uh, you know, my daughter asked for it. She requested Ico Ico, so th- she must oh. be thinking of some other uh, version, but you know, right. where I, you know where I go. Play that for you. What is this, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you requested it. Yeah. She asks me every Friday night. She goes, Dad, what was the playlist? And I always play the songs for her. So, oh, that's cool. Um, she had requests. Sometimes she makes requests, and she made a request, and uh, she's quite the music aficionado, singer, piano, everything. Right, um, I know where she got it. From. They have a concert tomorrow with she and, and her brother and um, a bunch of other kids. So, wow. um, big shout-out to Mike Toussaint, who's their uh, music instructor over We're there in Pennington. Yeah, he does these rock recitals for these kids. He teaches, like, 50 kids. He's, the guy's amazing. Wow, big, that's awesome. Yeah, big props to him, for sure, and everything that he's done. And you know who else gets big props? I got to give big props out to TaylorMade, who sponsors the weekly update. And we're short on time, so we're going to get right into it. So if you're looking for more information on TaylorMade, go to TaylorMadeGolf.com. The playoffs continue. Owings Mill, Maryland. Patrick Cantlay had enough on his hands to keep his attention Sunday as he was locked in an epic battle with Bryson DeChambeau. 
a compelling contrast of styles and personalities this past Sunday in the BMW Championship. He couldn't ignore what fans shouted from behind the ropes Sunday at Caves Valley, calling him Patty Ice. Yo, VIP. <laughs> With the putter in his hand and ice in his veins. It's different. Cantley delivered one clutch putt after another to survive the final three holes of regulation and six tense holes of a sudden death playoff, finally winning with a 20-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole. Now, DeChambeau, who closed with a 66, just like Cantley. Now, Cantley made every putt, and certainly DeChambeau, he can pick just as many that cost him. His week featured not only a six-foot missed putt on Friday on the 18th hole for a chance at 59, but he also missed a 12-footer on the final hole on Sunday and three more birdie putts in that sudden death playoff. You know, he looked like a winner again on the fifth playoff hole. Bryson, on the par 317th, he hit it to six feet, only to have Cantley go next, and he hit it to two feet. It's unbelievable (laughs) drama. Tell you one thing's for sure. With the win, Cantley secured the last qualifying spot on the Ryder Cup team, where he and Bryson will get to spend another week together. That's for sure. And hopefully the drama... That's between those two stops, and the putting clinic continues for Patty Ice. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. <laughs> the View comes to New Jersey. NBC Sports will make U.S. television history this fall. On Monday, the network announced it will utilize an all-women broadcast team to call the ShopRite LPGA Classic on Golf Channel October 1st to the 3rd at Seaview's Bay Course in Galloway, New Jersey. Cara Branks, you are just on fire this afternoon. <laughs> I gotta check your cup. I think you started happy hour <laughs> no, early. No, 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 don't, 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 don't. All right, fair enough. Cara Banks will take the play-by-play duties with Judy Ranking and Paige McKenzie as the analyst. Karen Stupples and Kay Cockrell will be the on-course reporters. Longtime producer Beth Hutter, who has produced LPGA coverage for more than 15 years, will call the shots behind the scenes. You know what? In March of 2020, NBC Sports featured the first all-women broadcast for an NHL game. Earlier this year, Renee had to lead then became the first woman to produce the Indianapolis 500 on NBC. Lindsay Shanzer also became the first woman to produce a triple crown race, leading NBC Sports Preakness and Belmont Stakes productions on NBC. So now, women calling women's golf. Now that's an idea. Totally. Good for them. You know, I'm glad there's no Baba Booey on tour. How about that transition? Nice. Atlanta, the PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan on Tuesday stressed the importance of showing respect as he addressed inappropriate comments at select tour events this summer. Speaking before the start of the season-ending tour championship at Eastlake, Monahan said that with an ongoing pa- pandemic and pent-up demand, fans have r- in rare instances crossed the line. Mm. And he reminded that there will be consequences as he expressly stated in the fans' code of conduct. The barometer that we are all using is the word respect, he said. And to me, when you hear Brooksy yelled or you hear any expression yelled, the question is that respectful or disrespectful? That has been going on for an extended period of time. I believe since the PGA Championship and the eyes rolled, right? Um, To me at this point, it's disrespectful. And that's kind of behavior that we're not going to tolerate going forward. Sudden death playoffs have decided the last four tournaments, and with the tension high and every fan following one group, some of the comments from the gallery have gone too far. According to the fans' code of conduct, I had to look this up, Wade. Okay. The PGA Tour is committed to fostering an inclusive environment where individuals of all backgrounds are treated with respect for the benefit of the health, safety, and welfare of all. All right. Well, 
when asked by reporters, I mean, probably the only guy who could do something about this is Brooks Kepka, right? So he was asked by reporters this week at the Tour Championship how he feels about the situation, and Kepka said, I get it. Try to be as, well, everybody's trying to be as respectful as you can. Between me, the fans, everybody, try to, you know, live their lives, life like that. So I think we could all do a better job, but at the same time, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Good luck. In a related story, three weeks from today, the Ryder Cup begins. The most highly anticipated golf event of the year. Nearly 10,000 people will be surrounding the first tee. In other words, good luck. Good luck. With that one, yes. (laughs) Quick one here. Happy birthday, Bernard. Bernard Langer is used to doing legendary things on the golf course. The two-time Masters champion, Hall of Fame career, has continued into his older years where he set all kinds of records on PGA Tour championships. Well, longer last Friday turned 64. But instead of celebrating the occasion with family and friends at home, he was out grinding out another week of pro golf at the Ally Challenge in Michigan. Well, guess what? On his 64th birthday, he shot 64. Wow. You know, shooting your age is one thing for someone in their 80s or a former pro in their 70s. Impressive and rare, but nothing earth-shattering. But shooting your age before you turn 65 is an accomplishment on a whole nother level. You know, believe it or not, shooting his age on Friday was Longer's goal all along as he related to reporters following his round. He said, I was texting with my family this morning because of the rain delay, and I said, my goal is to shoot my age today and give myself a birthday present. Not only that, but he revealed that shooting his age has been a goal for two years and that he previously wagered a fellow pro on whether he could accomplish the feat. I actually had a bet with Scott McCarron when I was 62. We had a bet for dinner, Longer shared. If I don't shoot my age, I owe him dinner. If I shoot my age, he owes me dinner. Yeah, so, works. Scotty McCarron, pick the <laughs> restaurant. Let's go. I wouldn't be able to live long enough to shoot my age. All right. Phil's had a busy week. First, he posted online prior to the start of the BMW he was going to be balling. Well, he didn't ball last weekend. He's finished tied for last. Then he tweeted the next day that the USGA was pathetic. He allegedly heard they were going to limit the length of the driver to 46 inches in order to cut back on distance in the game. Okay. In a tweet reply, somebody asked... Who would use a driver that long anyway? Phil replied on Twitter, the current PGA champion would. <laughs> Guess he's taking this personally. Just yesterday, Phil was announced as a vice captain for the Ryder Cup squad at the end of the month alongside with Fred Couples. So, Wade, I guess that officially ends the speculation of him being picked for the team. I guess he was picked in some manner, right? right sorry, sure. <laughs> sorry, Phil, at 51, it was an unbelievable run, but it's time to get that custom earpiece made and prepare a speech <laughs> for those team meetings. Now, I've got one more for you. What's become a uh, regular um, addition here in the update. Uh, it's our weekly J.R. Smith. Oh, we got to come up with a theme Check for this in. Guy. Yes, we do. For sure. J.R. Smith, he, he, he's definitely not. At this. Well, you never know. Here we go. So, the at the real J.R. Smith on Twitter on August 30th. So disappointed in myself this first week, man. Zero point zero. <laughs> oh. Actual audio. Tough sound, tough, tough, tough sound bite there. But you know what? If you look at the replies, ESPN came back on Twitter and they replied to the at the real J.R. Smith. You've got this. We're all rooting for you. All right. So just an update. No jokes. Okay. Just one. <laughs> Here's another J.R. tweet. Ready? Yeah. From J.R. I have to learn how to do a better job at taking notes. For some reason, I have a hard time on what's important information. I mean, to me... It all seems important. Right. Zero point <laughs> zero. And that's your Pro Show update for the week ending September 3rd, 2021.
Thanks to the weekly update sponsor, TaylorMade Golf, of course, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and Summit Golf Brands. Next week on the Pro Show, we've got Justin Ray from the PGA Tour. He's the statistics guru. You can find him at Justin Ray Golf on Twitter. The guy's amazing, and I can't wait to talk to him and, and do a deep dive and get ready for the Ryder Cup. Speaking of deep dives, Mr. Wade Weezer, appreciate all your hard work today. And, of course, everyone for listening week in and week out. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about change. To all of you out there dealing with adversity, always remember, change brings hope. You may not see it right away, but the immediate changes that have affected your life this week will start you off in a new positive direction. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.